0: Rail Riders, Scott Thomas here, and welcome to episode 107 of On The Rails, Art and Activism in 2018 with my very special guest, Shauna Potter of War on Women. They are an incredible feminist punk band. This episode is, in my humble opinion, incredible. And before you hear it, a few quick things. On today's episode, we drank Few Spirits Copper and Kings, American Whiskey Aged in Brandy Barrels. It is just as good as it sounds. Few Spirits are out of this world. Check them out at fewspirits.com to see where you can purchase their products. Second, a huge shout out to Baobab Tree Studios in New Haven for letting us record this episode at 11 p.m. minutes after Shauna and Warren Women finished a blistering set at Cafe Nine. Third, check the show notes out today because i've included a link to purchase shauna's book making spaces safer in those notes it is a pocket guide to becoming a more active bystander to learn how you can make any space safer whether that's a concert venue your improv rehearsal your workplace anything it is absolutely invaluable it has opened my eyes please 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 check it out Lastly, if you don't know War on Women, I wanted to fix that. So at the end of the episode, we go out on Anarcha, which is the latest single from the band's album Capture the Flag. It is truly one of my favorites of the year. And please, stream it, purchase it, get down to the nitty-gritty with it because it is an unbelievable piece of work. Have a happy 4th of July, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Peace.
1: Okay. Thank you for getting me ice. Oh, my... (laughs) cuz i i love i love good whiskey yes um but i just got just got to take the edge off yeah. just a little bit
0: do you have a favorite whiskey is there one that you've been partial to um, either on tour or oh my
1: god so um one of my best friends has like a normal job yeah. so he can afford life
0: what an amazing concept. Meals,
1: health <laughs> insurance, um, a new car when his breaks down. You know, things that I have no idea about, right? So he, for the last couple, like, Christmases, and maybe birthday, but I think Christmas, he's been kind enough to get me this really, really, really nice, um, I think, I think just whiskey. No, scotch. Scotch whiskey. Scotch. And, um, and it's... Um, it's one of the G's. You know, there's like Glen Levitt. <laughs> it's not that Glen one. Glenn Moreland. It's like a Glen something or something, but it's like the fucking smokiest peatiest scotch and I love it to death. It's so good. And it's it's like minimums probably $70 a bottle or something like that. Oh, at least. Um. So, it's so that's my problem with <laughs> with most alcohol. I can find my cheap things, but when it comes to scotch, I'm just like i don't give a fuck about your fireball like no. i'm not drinking that <laughs> no it, it,
0: it's it's like one of the only places in your life that you don't have to be yeah spread. yeah so why would you do it's that it's fine
1: yeah i'm in my th- i'm I'm, what, I'm mid to late 30s now like early i've got really fr- the mid 30s i've got yeah. enough going on like i'll just drink <laughs> I,
0: I had a great experience right when i was developing this podcast in oh. vegas for a buddy's bachelor party and one of the tricks of Vegas is everybody assumes you have money because you're there to lose yeah. money, so you're just treated like royalty. And I went—jokes on them—right 100%. <laughs> and I think I had a nice shirt on, and I went into some store and was talking to a woman who was doing scotch samplings, and I got led through a pairing of ten different scotches. Oh my! God. They we're just out there for everyone, and started acting the part. I was like, it's really interesting. This is very smoky. complex complex this one this one is this 20 years oh 15 I'm sorry I was close like really leaning into it and then it was like I have this podcast if you'd uh, be interested in, in sponsoring or donating a bottle and I got bottle no <laughs> absolutely I mean, if I'd known you were a scotch person I would have brought that oh no
2: absolutely.
1: worries no worries no, no no this is this is very good should we talk
0: about what it is oh we, we will do that I'll, <laughs> I'll drop the theme song and we'll let them know okay. what we're doing here window of this podcast video. That's amazing. What's also amazing, guys, on the rails, we are back July 2nd. Happy 2nd of July. That's not a thing that people celebrate. No. That's proof that I've been up for too long. And I am your host, Scott Thomas, a.k.a. Scott Milk, a.k.a. Don't let go. You Scott the music in you. Ew. It's a new radicals quote. Oh, no, I know. It's still (laughs) Ew. Oh, I appreciate that. That means this is going to go super (laughs) well. (laughs) And joining me today with the hot new Radicals takes (laughs) is one of my favorite artists pretty much working today. Uh, She is the lead singer of War on Women, whose recent album, Capture the Flag, is one of the year's best, in my humble opinion. I'm going to do a slightly longer bio than usual, because your bio is ridiculous. Oh. She's the founder of Hollerback Baltimore. Holla. Hollaback. Excuse me. I didn't Gwen Stefani yet. Yeah. I need to really lean in. She's the founder of Hollaback Baltimore, which is a movement to end street harassment. Co-founder of the Safer Space Program, a repair amp technician, and an ordained member of the clergy yes really quick when did you become an ordained member of the clergy
1: have you said my name yet
0: i have not said (laughs) your name yet actually how do you pronounce your last name i meant to ask you earlier
1: potter like Harry. potter
0: okay just making sure it's shauna potter it's me
1: shauna potter how are you doing (laughs) i'm well thanks for asking
0: we are literally coming from shauna's show at cafe nine in new haven War and Women just ripped it up. It was an unbelievable performance. You did a crazy job.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you, and thank you for being here. What are we doing here, guys? Well, we are doing a deep dive on pop culture, what makes the world tick. Today, we are specifically looking at art and activism. going to be a slightly different show for us in terms of format. But what has not changed? We're still playing a drinking game that we (laughs) don't know the rules to. Okay. I've made rules for Shauna. Shauna has rules made by Aaron Sandler, oh. friend of the program, and can, of course, make up any rules she wants in the moment by judging me on site or, you know, anytime I drop a new radicals quote, I have to take a drink. Um, if we guess any of these rules correctly, they are off the table. If either of us guess the rules totally, you win a $10 gift card to Juice Press. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Juice Press. I, I just bought a gift card. I
1: don't think it's gonna happen. So I don't know. But <laughs> no. okay. Have I, you seen these rules that I, have I have not have in seen front these of me? rules
0: at all. Okay. I I have not seen these rules. Shauna has not seen the rules that I've come up with. Okay. We are diving into this brand new at the end of a concert. It's gonna be a little wild. So to gather our senses before we get into the nitty-gritty of politics, we're gonna do that thing that we do at the beginning of every episode. A little something that I call, I'll drink to that.
2: Yeah, boy. Yeah.
0: Let me just let it ride. Okay. <laughs>
1: I did drink to
0: that. You did drink to that. Is what? it
1: okay that we drink when we don't break a rule? You can
0: drink whenever <laughs> you want. I had guests on the... I guess
1: I'm concerned of how, how fucked up am I going to get with these... <laughs> how many rules am I going to break and I don't even
0: know. Oh, it's it's a serious question. I This is the first time that I've actually had someone on the program who I don't know super well. So I'm wondering if the rules will actually add up in the same way. How funny. Mostly people have been preying on my insecurities that yeah, they know sure. from past stuff and it's been great. <laughs> but that's what this next segment is quickly about. We are going to toast to something that has been making our week or making our life a little bit better recently. Yeah, it can be a piece of art. It can be a Google Home. We had someone do Google Home once. (laughs) Pretty much anything you want. I don't know if you have one. I can go first. So, mild drink to that. Uh, This week is going to be Cloak and Dagger on Freeform Television. Have you seen this at all? No,
1: I
2: haven't.
0: I'll be perfectly honest with you. I wouldn't have watched it if I hadn't read a piece in Vulture that told me it was moving the reviewer to tears because uh, right. I very rare that I see a reviewer admit that openly in a review. That was interesting. I'm a little, I, I think the superhero show is kind of an oversaturated I'm thing, whether so it's in over movies, it. why are you over it?
1: Because it's like, <laughs> well, it's just an, it's just like I'm over like boy meets girl, girl, yeah. you know, like it's, It's It's just a trope, trope. and 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 so it's like okay, and and I feel like we're so inundated with these superhero movies, and they're relying on star power Mm. of just like do we like these famous people?
0: Interesting, yeah.
1: They're not giving me anything else, and of course, like I guess I became a fan of the the X Men movies and Batman Returns, and so those to me are darker. Yeah. And a little more gritty and, um, I don't know, just more interesting and, and really character driven. And, and it's like by the time the fucking Ant-Man is showing up and like <laughs> just weird stuff's yeah. happening in a, in an airplane hangar, who cares? <laughs> I don't care anymore. So, So, yeah, I kind of feel the same way, obviously, about a TV show doing the same thing. I like Jessica Jones, the first season. Right. I couldn't get into Luke Cage. I barely got into her second season. I didn't want to hear anything about any of the other dudes that they're hanging out with, trying to fight crime with. But I did start watching that um, new show with the guy from Downton Abbey.
0: Oh, Legion. Legion. Yeah.
1: That... Off of a tip from somebody, from somebody, right? Yeah. And we were like, fine, we'll give it a chance, you know, me and the person in my home. So, so we started watching, and we are like, Heck okay, yeah. okay, this is different. Like, this happens to be about people with superpowers, yeah. right? But it's so interesting, and it's done so well, and it's yeah. not just like, do you like this famous person? Totally. It's not enough for me. And
0: it's a subversion of the tropes themselves, right? Like, yeah. the more you get into the Legion, the more you're asking yourself, like, does... Do his powers serve him in a way where he's actually a betterment to humanity? Right. And that's the other thing about Cloak and Dagger and the thing that was killing me. For those who don't know, it's about a white teen from a broken home and a black teen from actually a very well-to-do home, both in New Orleans, who gain mysterious powers when they're young due to an accident. And then they find each other as teenagers. Oh, I've seen the commercials for it. Yeah. Okay, got it. These powers are like reawakened. And the thing that's killing me about the show, actually to your points, no famous faces. It took me four episodes to even recognize that Gloria Rubin was in it, who I kind of knew from TV work in the 90s. Mostly it's, I think the guy who plays Dagger was Simba on The Lion King. That's (laughs) his claim to fame. He did that for a few years. But neither of those characters... Is someone that's actually in a place where they are emotionally ready to use their powers?
2: Yeah, at They're all, t- like teenagers. They're teenagers. They're teenagers.
0: Okay. A- and as um, as Dagger says, like, I'm a young black man in New Orleans. Everybody wants to kill me. Yeah. Like, what good does this thing do me? It doesn't bring my brother back. It doesn't make me any less of a target. Exactly. Like, what the hell should I do? Uh, for the for the white girl, she's still on pills. Her mom is still emotionally manipulating her to a fault doesn't Mm. bring her dad back and they spend the first five episodes doing deeply non-heroic things (laughs) it's not that they're anti-heroes but genuinely it's like it doesn't help them and it becomes a show to me about the fight to actually take action in 2018 and and to try and make a difference and
1: where's your place and where are your privileges and where you know, where are your vulnerabilities? Yeah. And how do you how do you fight for people when you have to fight for yourself? Yeah. Um, it's complicated. Yeah. Where is that show?
0: It's on freeform.
1: Oh, then you don't have to drink. <laughs> Just checking.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a great Aaron Sandler role. So <laughs> it's if I name an HBO show?
1: You don't know. Shit. All you right.
0: Know. But but yeah, it's it's a truly powerful show. There's um there's a discussion about intersectionality between the two of them in the fourth episode that's short of dear white people is the best thing I've seen yeah. on television this year in terms of like people trying to check each other's privilege and missing, like coming from a place of good intention, but absolutely both getting it wrong.
1: That's what happens when you're young and yeah. you're excited and you want everything to be better. Yeah. I mean, I think that the world is kind of doing that a little bit because we're finally having these conversations yeah. in, in such mainstream ways Yeah, that, you know, they're nuanced and they're complicated and we want to be excited about doing good and and calling people out, you know, and now, uh, you know, I think we're going to, Budget a little bit until we get it right. That's I just kind of part of the process.
0: I think I remember it was in an interview you did with Revolver. You said there's a lot of like specifically white guys who say like they don't say something because they don't want to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's nice, but it doesn't actually do the work of getting it out there yeah. and, and trying to make a difference. There has to be a, a certain allowance where like we try to figure it out and we own what we get wrong yeah. and hear people and use that to get it right and i i don't actually know the full creative makeup team of the show i would love to know um if it's a diverse writer room it really seems like it based on the material that's being put out there but it certainly seems like a show that's been listening to if not the zeitgeist then people whose voices just aren't being heard on. and yeah. what's going on and so to that show i drank cloak and dagger i Yay. drink
1: to that heck okay. yeah i was just dropped off by a cop who told me that I can't press charges against a guy who almost...
2: I've had a lot of things taken from me. And everything I have, I've had to steal because- Because you can. You can walk into any room in this world and never be questioned. Try walking into a department store looking like me.
0: That's not fair because I
2: don't The think... world does. Look, this whole country's trying to kill me every day so excuse me if i can't afford to sit around and contemplate suicide
1: i think i will drink to just getting to play shows i i feel like we i think everyone in the band had a really rough week this past week we we've we've literally had friends die and we've dealt with uh, the news you know that everyone else has dealt with yeah. and all the things the supreme court is doing and all the things yeah. that our president is doing and the, there was a shooting in Annapolis in our home state of Maryland um, that killed a bunch of people at a newspaper and and it and then <laughs> and then it was like okay and now go on tour for a long weekend right yeah and and i was like how <laughs> <laughs> and i had a fever before we left. And Seriously? I was, Yeah. How like, high was your fever? It it wasn't very high. It was very low grade. And I like hit it with a bunch of medicine the night before we left. But and then the day we're leaving, I'm stressed. And oh, do I have everything? And like, am I going to make it? Am I going to get like a full on flu? Like, what is this? Um, And and so just a lot of uncertainty, like personally and just kind of in the world. Right? Yeah. And and then we played the first show and I was like, I feel so much fucking better. Like. We, were, we played in D.C. at Rock and Roll Hotel. Yes. And it was a big crowd. And, like, you know, it's always nice when people know the words. Like, they don't have to. Like, we play in front of a lot of different audiences. But when people know the words and they're, like, in it with us. Yeah. And my voice doesn't crap out on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I play the right notes. And all the things go well that should. Um, it's just like, okay, finally. Like, I had that release that I, I always get from playing shows. So here's to being able to play shows.
0: I, uh, cheers to cheers that, to that. absolutely talk. unbelievable and, and, and to your point I it's an insane thing that has happened a few times when I've scheduled guests but that whatever issue we're going to talk about that week has somehow become amplified whether it was something as simple oh. as uh, horror movies we've done one about horror movies and a bunch of horror films were coming out that weekend or there was discourse about it but to think that that, um, that happened in your in your hometown, the week that yeah. we're sitting down to talk about activism through your art, and that Roe v. Wade is now in the most dangerous position it's been in yes. since it was solidified. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if we're being honest, and has it
1: ever been that solid? No. honestly, it's it's been attacked ever since it passed.
0: There was a target on its back the second it passed. Yeah, and that and that's the way it's been. But uh, how, how it sounds like hearing you talk, like that the it's like the audience has really supported you in that in in playing the song and. and I I would be so interested to know, like, both on this mini tour and in longer tours, like, how has it been taking these songs, which are I mean this in the best possible way, Mm -hmm. like I think of them as being inflammatory in like a great way. Like they stoke a fire in me and I can't ignore what I what I see in the world in any way after I hear those songs. And I was imagining like, how has it been sharing them in spaces that might not be as ready to receive them for whatever reason as like I think of New Haven as a place that must be primed for it between Yale and a fairly liberal city and like yeah, my there are some punks here tonight. Yes, one hundred percent.
1: I knew they were on our side.
0: Yeah. And and there's a great like there's a youth movement that really cares about music. My partner, she works in the New Haven school system and like these kids go out to concerts a lot and yeah. try to support local musicians. And I'm like, cool, this is a city that will be primed maybe to receive this stuff. But I also did a show in um, in North Carolina recently.
2: Oh, you have to drink.
0: Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> but, but like, I imagine you've gone to some cities where it's been harder to get up on stage of maybe course. because of the audience and the breakdown. And Of
1: course, and that's totally fine, and you don't start a punk band because you think everyone's going to sing along and be, like, super into it all the time. Sure. Like, that's not what the point is, um, especially when you're talking about feminism. But... <laughs> um, I'll tell you on shorter excursions and especially when the news has been so hard for everyone to deal with, it's nicer that we're playing shows where, you know, we're, we're the headliner and people know our stuff yeah. and, and are there for us. Um, that's easier. It, but when we go out with other bands and we support them, we, we know what we're getting into. Like we know that maybe not necessarily every audience knows who we are yeah. or will even like us and that's fine when you know it ahead of time. Yeah. It's perfectly acceptable to me. I I actually really most of the time enjoy um winning people over. Yeah. Cuz I know that I can. Yeah. And I know that their expectations for women playing music are so low <laughs> <laughs> that it's sort of like Yeah. Well, I'm obviously going <laughs> to I'm obviously going to blow those out of the water because we're just normal people that know how to play and know how to sing like this is a good band. Yeah. Even if it's not your favorite style of music, like, we're not terrible, right? So I'm going to impress you either way. Yeah. Um, and But hopefully you even like it in the end and you're cool with it, especially if you're coming to see Flag. Sure. You know, like, hopefully you get the similarities of, like, speaking truth to power kind of thing.
0: Right, or or even, like, I mean, like, Frank Turner, I would imagine. Yeah. It definitely could have been a system shock for some people because there you do share a lot of DNA, but you're dealing with things a lot more directly.
1: Yeah. I mean, and well, and that's the thing. I just addressed it on stage. I said, like, you know, after, like, after we play the first four songs, I'm looking at this giant crowd for Frank Turner. And I'm like, I just wanted to tell you guys, like, I know we're actually really nice people yeah, <laughs> and we're actually really funny and friendly. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem that way with the way our music is, you know, cause I could, I could almost just tell like they needed to know that yeah. <laughs> we we're nice and normal. But I said like, but look, we're gonna just gonna we're just gonna get you righteously angry, and then Frank's gonna get you happy again, and then you're gonna be ready to do the work that we got to do when you leave here, okay? Yeah. And and they cheered, and I was like, okay, cool, we have a deal.
0: Has that been like your way of finding? Because it's something that that struck me about both the album and watching you guys play tonight is that you actually do walk that line between righteously putting the issues out there and also making it clear that the discussion is a safe space, mm. which I think speaks. To the book you wrote quite frankly, ma- making safer spaces, but also like I think of all the times i 've been on the internet beginning to have a discourse, and I can tell the moment when we don 't feel safe to engage anymore yeah Where, and sometimes it is me and sometimes it 's the person i 'm speaking with, and i 'm like, you guys are putting it out there in a very upfront way, but you made it totally safe for that room tonight if it hadn 't been um you know if your people hadn 't felt safe is it is it letting people know that way, is it come from like the dance moves, quite frankly? <laughs> I, I, would, or, or was there a moment when you yeah. were like, "This, these are the things I have to do to make that possible?
1: Well, uh, what I like about the way this band started is, you know, me and Brooks started this band and we just wanted to write and play heavier stuff than we had been playing. Like yeah. stuff that, you know, we'd grown up on a little bit. Him, him more than me, um, admittedly. But, um, you know, it's just something we wanted to do. We just wanted to play charm city art space just this little diy space in baltimore like that was our big goal as a band we just were trying this new this new project
0: and what year was that that you guys founded the band
1: um that was it was 2010 when he was kind of writing riff like demos and i was figuring out lyrics and stuff and then we got a few members and our first show was i think was very very early 2011 yeah and and it was like a friend's birthday party in a loft Classic where punk. like one speaker, one PA speaker didn't work. Yeah. So it's like no one could hear anything that I was doing <laughs> anyway. And and I was like, you know what? I can't hear me. You can't hear me. But like, I'm really feeling like this is our first show. I'm excited. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess that started a precedent of just like completely deciding to let go. Mm-hmm. Deciding to not care. You have to drink, by the way.
2: Oh okay. Oh,
0: I missed. Yeah, it was a little late, but you have to drink. Yep.
1: No, it's a deal. Um, so deciding to not care what anybody thinks. Awesome. About me, and and it's and for me, it's a it's a safe place to to do that on stage, because that's really hard to do not on stage. Hmm. But maybe I can just put it over here on the stage, and if I can at least let go of of that stress of caring about what other people think for those 30 minutes, like that's really helpful to me. So that often means dancing like a total weirdo like really free form and just whatever I'm feeling in that moment and it's not, you know, choreographed and it might not even be flattering, you know, but it's just fun for me. Like I feel like more people should feel free to dance. But we're all we're all judging. I admit it. Like, yes, we're all making fun of those people at a wedding where they're like, oh, my God, those guys are terrible. Um, and I, so I get that. So it's yeah. like, do it in your living room. Right. Do it at home. Like I was always that person at school dances, or wherever where I would just get in the middle floor and I would dance. And, and I'm, I'm actually a good dancer, believe it or not. <laughs> I can dance. I can I can hold the rhythm. Yeah. Whatever. I'm OK. I've taken some classes for fun. Like I know what I'm doing. But I l- even let all of that go when I'm on stage with war on women and I just let my body do whatever it wants. And it just, it feels good. It feels, and it feels different than like, aren't I cool for staying in the pocket, you know, like it's, it's, it's a different feeling. And I feel like everyone should experience that from time to time.
0: I mean, as weird as this might be to say, it's, it's literally letting your body divorce itself from any physical trend that you could give it. Mm. And that's an incredibly freeing thing. Like finding
1: little, little mm -hmm. bits, little Mm -hmm. moments, little pockets, Yeah, little
0: whatever's like, I, I found out early in my life that, um, it was because of rock music actually Uh, my mom was a trained ballet dancer Mm -hmm. and so forced me to both take dance and karate at a very early age and very flexible and like my happy space is like that bent over on your knees playing an instrument yes. position, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is horror. I went to an act, like classical acting school, and it would horrify every movement <laughs> teacher when I would do it in a show. They were like, they were like, okay, but free your neck, let your spine be free. Yeah. You're like, sure I got it, good. I got it, don't worry. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but like that's like my happy physical place, yeah. and there's no world in which that looks cool at a wedding. I'll do it anyway <laughs> because it just gives me joy. Yeah, and I think like what you're saying is it's it's great when we can find physical pockets of joy for ourselves and just dancing the way your body wants to yeah and I think we need that
1: because I think we're all stressed
0: oh my god I think
1: and and we've all we and we've all had stress and I think it's obviously as I'm sure people know it's a really privileged position to be to be a white person and be like now I'm stressed you know (laughs) um other people have been dealing with it forever, the yeah. whole time, um, you know. And as a woman, I'm I'm always, oh, oh, I'm really scared walking down the street, and oh, is this guy yeah. gonna grab me? And like, you know, I'm always just worried for my f- physical safety, especially yeah. when I'm alone. And and that's something that like, so so now I feel like though after the 2016 election, like everyone has a little bit more of a reason to to care about the thing or maybe they yeah. they actually finally care about their neighbor that might be dealing with some issue. Absolutely. You know, so there's there's a little bit more empathy and understanding that no th- these things are happening and they're happening all the time and everyone's under attack. And so because of that we're all just more stressed and we're all more depressed and we're all drinking more. And self-medicating. <laughs> Literally
0: while we're at a podcast Hello. where we have whiskey in front of us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've never had so much wine in my life as I have the last 2 years. <laughs> I swear. So so, we need that we need those those healthy you know releases, yeah, um, to let our mind just take a break for a second,
0: which actually is a pretty smooth transition, although we're basically talking about it into our main topic of the Let's day do it. we're going to talk about art and activism because we're going to drop this episode on July 4th and oh. yeah happy USA USA USA, USA. USA. talking about <laughs> it's really the only way I want to celebrate America yeah. this year is by chanting yeah and chanting just chanting mindlessly it's <laughs> it's great there was something kind of incredible to me about this is the year we don't get a world cup team actually oh, is right, that true it's true we have no team in the world cup and un- we normally do we have had it for the past Decade or so,
1: When everyone was just like, "No,
0: no, no!" They just didn't do well enough to do it, and of course, like because the w-
1: they're mentally dr- like even the players for the World Cup, they just, they're like, "No, nah, we can't." <laughs> they're yeah. just they don't care. Everyone's despondent.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just don't have the energy yeah, to play they well just, anymore. I
1: just can't play anymore. The world sucks. Yeah, yeah just like I gotta <laughs>
0: go represent. It, I actually thought about right. it a lot because I I used to um I did karate as a kid, and I went. To represent the U.S. in tournaments several times when I was like thirteen and eighteen, so that's the Clinton administration. And you were
1: proud as hell. I was you?
0: proud as yeah, hell. Proud. I got to put on that jacket that had the flag on it. Yes, but it was also that was my wake up call. I distinctly remember there was um, there, w- there was a day at the tournament when the team from the Ukraine got into a bit of a conflict with our team, and to be perfectly fair our team was mostly being an asshole. I can't take credit. We are Americans. We are Americans. We are assholes. And and they were (laughs) making that fight happen. And I had no idea until I grew up that it's like, right, we dropped some bombs there, right? Like, we showed up wearing a flag and we (laughs) dropped bombs on you. Yeah. And that was my end to, right, if you're going to go put this on your body, you have to take the full history of it with you not just the idea of what it means, which, of course, has always been my argument against people who have an issue with players kneeling during the anthem. I'm like, the same people are arguing with the people who wear USA shorts. So (laughs) (laughs) we need to talk about that. The flag! But I'm like, usually we've had a swell of patriotism around July 4th when the World Cup has happened.
1: Yeah, what do we do now?
0: What do we do? We have to root for other countries.
1: Yeah, yeah right. I was like,
0: Mexico got knocked out today and my heart got broken. I was like, if mm. any, right, if any year that it was yeah, going to happen.
1: Yeah, right, right. They deserve it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's literally happening in Russia. It's kind of all too perfect. Ew. I know, right? It's we, It's weird. It's yeah. really weird.
1: Well... I mean, it'd be weirder if, if America was, like, totally nailing it and winning. Oh, yeah, if we were the two teams in the final. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be like, everyone would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> even, like, the Republicans would be like, all right, Yeah, even, you're even right, Even I Mitch McConnell
0: it. would be like, I don't think this is all yeah, I see it, I see it. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> you can't do this. Mm. Oh, you have to drink. Oh, crap! <laughs> so, when I do a Mitch McConnell impression.
1: <laughs> no, it was a little more open-ended, but.
0: That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> all you have to do for Mitch McConnell is the dude from Men in Black, like a like, uh, turtle. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm an actor, I have to earn the big bucks somehow. <laughs> but, but yes, to, to tie it all back before we got off, um, it's July 4th, and one of the things we've been doing on this show, both by design and increasingly not by design, is really taking a heavy look at everything that's going on, because every week since we've been doing the show, has brought up a new crisis that we must understand. Uh, you said it today during the concert. Yeah. actually, there is every day you think you might be done with
1: this <laughs> yeah. and and they just it, the hits keep coming
0: there's suddenly a shooting. there's suddenly a new, uh, roe v Wade is under attack in a new way.
1: yeah
0: and it's had me thinking a lot about what is the responsibility of an artist in 2018 does do artists in general have a responsibility i know it's always a choice but i was very curious to to talk with you about it because you guys have so much both as a group and i know in your own work really put the issues at the forefront of what i would call your art Mm. and i think that's a remarkable decision And and i'm very curious both you know we've talked a little bit about how you arrived at it but starting to explore like what that is, what does it mean, what is the cost of it, Mm -hmm. like, how do you make that decision every day?
1: Well, we, you know, we made that decision when we started the band, like, yeah, it wasn't an accident, we were very intentional about it, and this is in 2010, where, so at the time, we sort of felt like there was a, was that the right word, a dearth of, of yes. bands like that, you know, and we thought there should be more people talking about what's going on and yeah. what Bush and Cheney are doing, right? So um, at the time, we were we felt like we were filling a void that we ourselves were missing. So we just created the content, right? Um, uh, now it's 2018, like so many things. That's my phone. How, How dare, dare my you? Bed? <laughs> Like, I'm
0: gonna have to drink just for that. That wasn't a rule. Seriously, like,
1: come on. That should be a. R- I mean, that should be the number one rule. If your phone it goes off in any way, <laughs>
0: you have to drink. You
1: have to drink, you fucking bastard. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, yeah, it's like it's like the. Oh no, sorry. Women can only speak for thirty seconds. <laughs> Alarm.
0: My phone is a sexist asshole. I know. I'm trying, but my phone's a dick. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: fair. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've shut him up. Um, <laughs> Uh you see this is terrible. Are you gonna edit this or what? Oh no no no. Give no, yourself another drink. We're gonna let How it ride.
0: That? Oh no, I cut <laughs> up the sipping sounds, but that's about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: So um so the so we made this intentional choice to yes. be political and overt. Um, um when we felt like there should have been more bands doing the same thing. Well now everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. Everything sucks. We gotta talk about it. And you know, bands like ours that have been doing this for a while and um, I'm sure especially bands like Propagandi and Anti-Flag that oh have been doing God. it even longer they're like yeah welcome to the party right you know so
0: Bad Religion I mean that was like the first yeah. punk band that got me into the whole
1: yeah so it's cool that more people are joining us
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> my throat <laughs> guys for those who don't know being a punk rock singer is not easy, especially at immediately after a show and being asked to speak. I, I I'm really not I'm just being asked to drink. I am being asked to drink. I'm really not just saying that. Like I had to, um, I did this play that would, that's been actually my best contribution to art and activism in the past year. That was about Vietnam war. It, it was for Vietnam war veterans and specifically about the war and PTSD and how that gets passed through families. I've, done it on stage i've done it with veterans in the cast but there was a two-show day where we had to do it twice and then i had to go do my day job which is the ride which is literally a tour bus (sighs) that's like improv heavy and you're suddenly like yelling you're just screaming like oh new york is crazy and that's all i was doing on stage too because Mm -hmm. my character was um severely affected by the jungle and i got to Singing "New York, New York" at the end of the show, which is how that ends, and also the like, the in, the dissonance in my head—I can't even begin to describe. Like going from this play amazing. to like being with these tourists, being like, "Wow, that breakdancing UPS dancer—that was amazing," <laughs> and then I'm going for "New York, New oh my York," God. and just like start spreading the new. Yeah. Oh God. And like coughing fit. And they yeah. thought it was a joke. So I got lucky.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah like, I can't get away with that. I no. Think. No, that's that <laughs> is that is very comedic. <laughs> I, I would laugh if I saw that. So I think it to gets to your question. <laughs> get back to it. Yeah. Jesus, um, <laughs> I don't need every. Bit of music I listen to. Yeah. To be political. Sure. That would weigh me down. That would depress me. Yeah, like and and maybe you know sometimes it's gonna fire me up, obviously, and sometimes I need to be depressed or whatever. But you know sometimes I just want to listen to "Into the Groove" by Madonna, right? Absolutely, and that's fine. And and so like we we're not all you know uh, w- one note, right? Mm. We we lead diverse and um, complicated lives, yeah. to bastardize a quote. <laughs> so. It's okay that there are musicians and artists and comedians and whatever. that just want people to have a good time. I think when things are this serious, it's really necessary, but it works best when there's also plenty of people pulling the weight of talking about what's actually going on. Hmm. So if you're only glossing over it and no, don't worry about that stuff. Look at this, this is fun. Look at us over here. If you're only doing that, that's not going to work. Yeah. You have to have the give and the take um, or, or both sides represented um, because then other, then you're just being ignorant on purpose. But if you can balance it out for yourself, you know, for one, um, like that's what every individual should do when they're intaking media yeah. is is balance it out. Like you can't, no one should just listen to our band all the time. Like right. go listen to a Katy Perry song, it's fine. Yeah. Like dance your heart out. Right? Yeah.
0: She um, campaigned for Hillary. it's fine she <laughs> did, she did her she did her thing
1: but right. but I do think that it's possible for especially musicians because that's my wheelhouse. Um, it's possible for musicians to still take on an activist role without necessarily having to sing about it. Hmm. So it's you know, I don't know that Tegan and Sarah are singing about being lesbians in every <laughs> song, right like right. they're not like that's not no. That doesn't make sense. It,
0: and it's not really the design of their pop. Yeah, like, and, like they and
1: they don't have to, you know, like, yeah. they're living their life, whatever. Um, but it's really cool that they started this organization on the side to raise money, like, to help LGBTQ folks. I didn't realize folks. that they had. Yeah, what so is the name of that organization? Why don't you ask the internet? Oh. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head.
0: Oh, no, 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 no that, that's good. I was it, it was a leading question.
1: Everyone should always, yeah. Everyone should always, you know, follow Tegan and Sarah on Twitter anyway. So, that's uh, absolutely And they post true. about it. Um, you know, so they raise money. They um, do charity things. And, yeah, they have this nonprofit to help LGBTQ folks. And yeah. maybe it might be specifically for youth. I don't know. Uh, but so, like, that works. That yeah. works really well. And, like, Frank Turner... You know, again, like I don't know that every song he's singing is like super, super political. I think his last album he tried to definitely make it more political.
0: It, it definitely up the but ante, but it's still, yeah.
1: but it's still like coming across kind of like posy, right? Yeah. But he's always talking about how women should feel comfortable and safe at shows hmm. because guess what? He plays shows and he wants women to come to his shows yeah. because they deserve to see music. They deserve to buy his merch. That's, I'm sure yeah. that's part of it. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's be honest, you can't be in a van if people aren't buying your merch. Like, you can't afford it. True story. Um, so, so it's like we all deserve to go to shows. Like That's what he knows. Yeah. He doesn't want to look out and only see men because all the women are afraid to come to his shows. So like, that's yeah. where he has the power. And I, I think that's an excellent example yeah. of what people can do that makes sense for them and that doesn't always mean singing about the guy that is the father of gynecology that experimented on women that were enslaved you know right. like no one else no one has to do that
0: right kanye west is probably not going to do a song about that
2: you
1: have to you have to drink
0: um, wow <laughs> is it every time i mention kanye
1: no <laughs>
0: oh my god that's every time i mention a rapper
1: I'm not going to tell you. Or, or is the point to guess?
0: I, I mean, if I get it right, then you have to tell me. Supposedly. Um,
1: rapper might be too, even too specific.
0: Maybe too specific. Hi, guys. Hi. Guys, right now there's two members of the band looking at us right through the window. Hey, everybody.
1: Should we invite them in to join us?
0: We told. Is that. Ke- okay. Kevin? can we invite them in to join us? Is that cool? They're coming in. This is awesome. Or they're, or they're leaving. Or they're running like they're away.
1: They look afraid. <laughs> oh, no. Did they, my
0: beard scare them off? Maybe. I know I look like Bonnie Vera. Oh, no, I think they just
1: decided to go to Barcade.
0: Uh, uh, now they're looking.
1: <laughs> oh, no. That they, they, they gave us a hard no. They, they did not want to be involved in this. I get, oh,
0: it. I get it. I am not editing that out whatsoever. <laughs> That's fantastic. It It's a real.
2: Oh, well. You oh tried. Well. You tried. Kev, you tried, man. Yeah.
0: It's you raise a really good point though, which is, and I think about this a lot, which is um, being in your authentic voice when you're dealing yeah. with these issues. And I, um, I, I know in my own work as as an artist, that's something that I have, to be honest, struggled with. This this podcast was the first time that I found something where I thought, okay, I can give people the kind of platform that I want to and mm. speak to the issues in a way that I want to without. It's weird. I was going to say silencing other voices because I, I, I weirdly feel like in the internet sometimes it's a, bu- it, it's a bubble that you can create vis-a-vis your own feeds. And then the, one of the tricks that I wonder how actors are going to deal with and it sort of leads to another question I had is we are dependent on the material that we take. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very lucky this year to have the opportunity to create films, plays, and the show that put my values out there, whether in oblique ways or direct ways. Like, this is very direct. I rapped playing a neo-Nazi in a movie about a guy who left a neo-Nazi movement that is going to be coming out soon. Yeah. That was a way to contribute to a story that I'm I'm thinking, like, okay, I, people need to yeah. experience this, and I want that. But that that well my experience was my voice is getting channeled and in, in music in, in sort of that self created art you have full license over your voice yeah, right it's you very get very vulnerable yeah how how is that how is that experience of, of choosing to do of of that vulnerability every night like as
1: i mean i i actually grew up doing theater like in school right no way and yeah 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 Y'all, I was Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. Okay, I so. was gonna ask you what plays you did once you said <laughs> that. Okay, so we got
0: Dor. W- what year was Dorothy. Dorothy? How old were you when you oh, did Dorothy? that was junior high. Oh my God.
1: Um, and there was some play fa- called Phantom of the Soap Opera, and I was the lead soap opera
0: star. What was that play about? <laughs>
1: what do you think? What do you? Was think? It was a
0: Phantom of the Opera, like set in the soap opera. Yeah. Because if it was, that's the best play yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah.
1: Again, junior high, like. Yeah, and like so I did
0: zombie prom, so I'm just like I, I'm yeah, like I, there,
1: there's a lot of r- random plays out there that are cheap enough for cheap schools, right? <laughs> like, so go,
0: and like safe yeah. enough for those schools. They're they they're like yeah. well, a zombie goes to prom.
1: Yeah, like, adorable. Yeah,
0: yeah. offend okay. nobody. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, I was I was heavily into theater, um, as heavily as you can be when you're like fucking in seventh grade. But you
0: can be very heavily in the theater at seventh grade.
1: Yeah, for those that don't know. Um, and then in high school, like same thing. Yeah. But I really there was some sort of like, I don't know, the theater teacher just kind of liked other k- kids better, or maybe I just wasn't her style, sure. and and that's fine. Like I had just moved to town. Yeah. And so like she didn't know me or. Or maybe I did, maybe I was different or had an accent still from being in Texas. Like, I have no idea. Like, it it doesn't really matter. Sure. Um, But I was like, oh, I'm not getting, I used to, I was a big fish in this little pond over here. I was getting all the lead parts and I'm not getting all the lead parts. Okay, well, I I should do something else where I can just like have all the lead parts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll just like play guitar in a band. (laughs) Like, I already played guitar, but I was like, all right, I'll just start a band. Like, that's what I've been trying to do anyway. So, okay, I'll do a band instead of being in theater. And so I play in a band and, and that was like, oh, now I get to express my voice instead mm. of play a character, play a role. And you can still do that in a song. Yeah. Like you think Bruce Springsteen's songs are all about him? No. You know, like you think uh country artists are singing about their own job or dog or wife or whatever. Right. Um, so, so you can still do that and, y- and you could still like honor a story. Yeah. And and I always used to think that that was, oh, I would always make fun of that. Like what? You're not even telling your biography in every song. Yeah. And then you realize like there, you know, when you're like 16 and in a band that plays locally in Nashville, like you don't have that much of a biography to share with people anyway. Sure. Maybe it's okay to tell some other story or tell it a different way. Um, so So that's kind of what, I just I just got into that and it just became like, it's like poetry but to music and and how do you say something in an interesting way? Like, they're all, they all boil down to like emotions and we want to be loved and yeah. we want to love and, and it's about relationships and how those change and, you know, like that's the stuff I was writing about and it was like, how do you make it interesting? How do you make a song out of that yeah. that people want to listen to? And then when we decided to start War on Women, yeah, and it was like, well, we're not writing songs about your feelings Hmm. and, you know, who you think is cute anymore. We're writing about rape culture. Okay, how do you write a song about rape culture or, like, being street harassed that makes sense to you, to the person listening that either has no idea what you're talking about or is like, yeah, that has totally happened to me, you know? It's a it's a totally different experience of putting yourself out there. And then this is also the first band I've ever been in where I didn't play guitar. Really? So I'm literally like talking about the really hard shit that I go through and other women go through. Yeah. And I shed this crutch, right? This, this prop that's it's literally always something that's
0: blocking the a center shield. Of you. Yeah. This
1: shield that's been in front of me for years, since I was 12 putting that down and saying, okay, go, (laughs) you know, like it, it took a while to understand what I was doing, to feel comfortable with it, to let myself just be, to not, um, do that thing to myself where I'm saying you're just the singer and you're not important. Like to feed myself those messages that are out there in the world about women that sing in a band. Right. And, 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 and I just start, I just had to talk myself up and make it okay. And eventually it got to the point, like the last few years where I've been, you know, maybe I'll go through some weird experience or, or something will come up in my life. And, and I'll just say to myself, okay, how would the singer of War and Women deal with this? Wow. How would that lady deal with this? Okay, she would be like blah, 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 you know, and then I can deal with it. And then, and I think now, like uh, with this new record, I'm like, I am the singer of War and Women. How would I deal with this? Huh. And I've even given that I do some consulting work on the side, like feminist coaching, if you will. Like like we talked about a little bit, but I but I I released a book about making safer spaces. I train venues at home to 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 become safer spaces. We talk about bystander intervention. That's like my second language. Right. And so I do this consulting work on the side, like online. People can just book me. We can just talk for an hour and yeah. like see like how can I make your life more feminist? You know, <laughs> I'm here for you. Yeah. And it's really tailored and really like individualized and, and I yeah. really love it actually. I really love it. When
0: did you start that?
1: Just a few months ago. Amazing. I, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really cool, it's really fun, and I feel like I can really help people. But but I've I've given that advice to to people. Like I've said, just pretend you're the singer of War and Women. Like, what would you do? Or like, or, you know, a lot of the people I talk to are women in bands. So yeah. you pretend you're the singer of your band. What would she do? Like, you're in a badass feminist band. What would, you, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. And it's this really cool way of framing it where you're like, oh yeah. Like, I do, I do have power in the situation. There are options for me. I don't just have to take the bullshit that people are giving me. Yeah. And, and I, I totally noticed that it be it be- it was this third person thing, and now it's the first person thing and yeah. I, I think it's really fascinating journey to be on and i'm not i'm not sad that it happened like that you know like it's no, fine. Totally. i'm i'm totally f- cool with that
0: well and it's it's it, the remarkable thing is it, i mean this is like It will seem like a random thing, but I I have a sensory disorder. And one of the things that winds up meaning is I have trouble creating a frame for myself. So the Mm -hmm. idea of like a physical frame for myself, because my body just doesn't make one. Basically, You mean like
1: where you are in space? Like you don't know how much room you're taking up? Exactly. That's
0: actually exactly it. I feel like
1: our bass player might have that
0: oh, I'm happy to talk to your bass player about it because it's, it's one of these things that does not get... Actually, what's funny is your bass player was the first person I approached after the show, so yeah. maybe that was like...
1: Oh, you, you felt it. We were you just felt drawn to It was just yeah. like
0: we, we know each other. But yeah, it, but yeah it's, the, it's the idea that um, my proprioceptive system just doesn't work correctly, and that's the thing that lets you know, okay, if I'm going to grab this whiskey glass, I have to reach this hard, I have to grab this okay. strongly...
2: So you have,
1: to, like, you have to concentrate really hard on, on physical activity like that. Exactly.
0: Okay. And that's because I don't really have a frame for my own physical body. Gotcha. And so the, the hearing you use the word frame really ignites me in a way because it reminds me that that's a, a difficult thing for all of us, if not. What I was thinking was is that I forget that frames matter mm. in 2018, right? That like, we have the ability to self-create our frame in a way that we never did before Mm. for better and worse right like whether you yeah I was
1: like oh social media yeah yeah that
0: that that can be the negative (laughs) of it but also that that frame can kind of like inundate you with things that make you feel helpless and and like you have no voice and and that what you're talking about is actually whether through the art you make or actively deciding in your own life like your Mm -hmm. own life as art to have a frame for yourself that gives you that power yeah. that you might not be able to find ordinarily. Mm-hmm. That is kind of the amazing thing about people taking on characters through music or in any kind of performance is you're tapping into something that arguably doesn't exist in your daily life but clearly exists
2: in yeah. you. I think, I think about
1: that sometimes because, you know, like most like most Americans, I think about Beyonce a lot. Just in general. Oh my god! Every day. Yeah. Um, Every day.
0: Did you listen to Everything Is Love? So
1: not in full. Like, like okay. Like yep. Yeah, not yet because you know we're on tw- we're on the road or whatever. Yeah. Um. But and the it's not like the sound system in our van sounds great. So sure. <laughs> I've gonna- I, 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 I've
0: seen the van. I was I was like <laughs> yeah. it, it's going to get you through. It's factory, but, but come on. You're, you're not rocking bows. No, no, no. Yeah, no.
1: Um. But uh. But I think I've totally thought about the fact that you know maybe and she does it now but in the past she would she would consider her stage persona and call her Sasha Fierce and yeah. and think of it as a different thing and and I and I always want to pull all the different parts of people maybe me yeah together I I want to acknowledge like no like Beyoncé like you are that fierce in real life too like that is a part of you dude yeah. <laughs> like I want to be like Dude, it's cool. <laughs> you literally
0: are. Well, like, and, like, her album title was, maybe I'm reading too much into it, I am da da dot Sasha Fierce. And yeah. it's like, no, you literally are Sasha Fierce. You don't like need to delay it. It's, it's
1: okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like it's you. Uh, I I am this person right now on this podcast that's, like, kind of quiet and my voice is blown out and I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'm also the person on stage that, like, fakes having an abortion for an audience. Which I'm was also amazing. A person yeah, person that does this and that and the other. You know, like, that, those are all parts of me I'm I think it's just a matter of like, well, it's inappropriate for me to fake an abortion right now in front of you. Like, right. like that doesn't make sense. It makes sense on a stage when that's what I'm singing about. Yes. So yes, you do these things when they're when they're appropriate, but they're all in there and like and that's great. Yeah. You know? I, I, I don't want to think of the things that I do on stage as like oh, the separate being. Um, yeah. I, I think it's I think one of my favorite phrases is. Um, give yourself permission, right? Mm. Like, yeah. So, and it's like super, like cliche, but it's like I want to give myself permission to be all these things, yeah, and to to do, you know, to exercise these parts of my personality when it makes sense, when I need to, yeah, you know. And I want others to have that permission as well, including Beyonce. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> she has. Uh, uh, I think uh, she's doing fine. Obviously, uh, uh, she and like, me. and she's a woman living <laughs> in America, so she should get all the permission she yeah. wants. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like god i I mean was if lemonade was proof of anything, it was like we hulk she, even beyonce goes through some hard shit where she's been like right. emotionally marginalized, right like that's like I've that actually, album is
1: I've been really loving her trajectory. Honestly, because, like, I've been a Destiny's Child fan since the beginning, y'all.
0: Oh, We have so the Texas Connect, too. I mean, yeah, my God. I'm from Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah,
1: So, yeah, as soon as they came out, I was like, oh, okay, they're, they're from my hometown. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to rip um, that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and um, and I, I'm sure she's only, like, a year older than me, um which makes me sad. Oh, my God. She's super I
0: found out that Drake was a year younger than me this week, and I just melted into a puddle. Yeah. It wasn't just the heat. It's like, hard when people like,
1: super rich, and you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. No, good for you. I'm free. <laughs> um, but it's, no, it's, it's been really like, I feel like I've been there for it all and to yeah. see like all the things that she's gone through and like what she chooses to put forward. And I think that, I think she's just fucking smart. Like yeah. she knows what the fuck she's doing and it's, yeah, I mean, I I think she's, uh, I think she's really great. And I think that while, you know, it's always valid to critique people that are, super rich and super well known and famous. Like, like we, we need to do that. We like, it's okay. And critique does not mean you don't love something. It's
0: not the cultural cannibalism necessarily. It's like, we're going to put a lens on this, but we're not necessarily going to eat you alive. But
1: I think like like one, like 100% overall, like she's so positive for so many people and it's so great. And I just wish there was room for more black women, for more women, for yes. more women, you know, that speak Spanish as their first language, for more right. trans women. You know, like, I, I, I wish that our country was better at, at not um, dividing women up and saying, well, we are we already played Beyonce, so we don't need to play anyone else. Or, yeah. or like, well, we have Beyonce and Rihanna, and that's enough. Th- th- and it's like, a- there's so many artists that you could play. There's so many yeah. people in bands that happen to be women. Like, you don't have to make it one per hour. And,
0: and women are the only place where we choose to let one person reign. There was an amazing. Yes. Actually, I think it was um, Tom Brynaghan who wrote about your record for Stereo Gum. Oh. Wrote a thing about how we only let there ever be one female rapper that gets to take the spotlight at, at the any time. given time yeah. at a time. Like Cardi and Nikki are fighting for it right now. And like. And I
1: bet like. I bet they're not fighting themselves. The media is making them fight. The media yeah. is framing it like that. And it's like, they can both be great at the same time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and in fact, if the world looked more like what they're doing through their pop music, we would have a better world. Like, I Like It is the number one song in the country right now. And Jay Galvin and Bad Bunny are on that. And they speak Spanish. It's like, yeah. great. Like, the last two years, the song of the summer has had Spanish language yes. speakers on it, yeah. like Could, it would, because duh duh absolutely, <laughs> yeah, and the world is somehow also the place where we're like let's build a wall to that part of the country like I just uh, It, it's, it it's, makes
2: me
1: really upset, but uh, it's so uh actually, last year when we played warp tour all summer, yeah, I think we were the only band that had any merch that had Spanish on it
0: seriously
1: every everything everything that I saw that I saw and I'm not, yeah. so I'm not saying that No, it's definitively, for sure. But you know, you're walking around you see a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um I didn't see any other band that had anything other than English mm-hmm. on it and um and I just thought what the hell?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know, and and it's remarkable like that in scenes we still assume and create those blind spots. Yeah. Right? And ma- and maybe that's one of the things that hopefully will break down this year is is like the idea that um People actually recognize how wide their audience is, because I right,
1: yeah, it, like honor who is actually listening to you.
0: It, it, one of the the insane narratives of the year, and I know we're we're approaching close to time, but I'll try to like tie a tidy bow on it. Is um, Good luck. my right? Thank you uh, on all of <laughs> art and activism in the year. But um, you know, my, my partner works a lot with. You have to drink. Oh, is every time I mention my partner? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. Aaron, I see you. Nicely done. Um, works with a lot of on <laughs> um, kids in 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 you know underprivileged situations in school systems and very big into the soundcloud rap scene which is a whole nest of hornets that I don't
1: know anything about that, honestly it, it is it's like a world I don't want to, like I don't I don't even look at reddit I'm just like there's so many little bits about the internet where I'm like you know what I don't need to know
0: and, and you get <laughs> lost in ways like yeah. I like we, we did an episode that wound up dealing a little bit with ex-tentacion's ex, ex, death uh, two weeks yeah. ago, and that obviously was, for so many reasons, a really difficult thing to yeah. unpack. But one of the things that those musicians have in common, if you read interviews, is they listen to Linkin Park a lot. Wow. Because there was a group that was speaking to the despondency that they felt growing up, wow. the, um, the heartbreak that they felt, and rappers at the time really... Weren't doing that.
2: Yeah. I guarantee huh. you, if you
0: look at Lincoln Parks merch or outreach, it. I mean, I mean, they did do a record with Jay Z, but I don't think that's a band that we were like. They reach a diverse audience. Right. That wasn't a part of the narrative. I, I
1: honestly ha- had no idea.
0: Right, and, yeah. and and I sometimes think like, what if that narrative had been a part of the discussion about that band when we were growing up? Maybe that would have made a little bit of a difference. Right. In like, if you're 12 and you can see the kid next to you even though you come from yes. different backgrounds and different races is we listen to this one album that yeah. like that matters would you approach someone differently
2: and and, and it's
1: true like cuz and and this obviously isn't um specific to rap but there's sure. a, there's a lot of genres of music where it's like ev- everyone or pockets of genres of music where they're yeah. like this is the thing we talk about yeah and, like, oh, we're going to talk about how much money we make. Or, oh, we're going to talk about yes. all the women that we sleep with and all the cocaine we do. Or, oh, we're going to talk about, you know, like, whatever, yeah. wha- and whatever yeah. it is.
0: The, the, the way we're going to put the truck out and have fun if it's, y- like, yeah. country bro Yeah, music. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So,
1: like, and and, and and so, yeah, right. So, if you're trying to, now the whiskey setting, so <laughs> <laughs> these thoughts that won't get out. Um, <laughs> and so, like, if you're listening to those kinds of things and yes. you're like, but I'm not just having fun. I'm not doing cocaine off someone's ass right Uh, or or, you know that's just Monday for old (laughs) Aerosmith or whatever the fuck you know like or I'm not just like making money and like flying in helicopters like I have other feelings who is speaking to me like that's really fascinating to you're gonna find that I mean hopefully luckily a band like that you know is pop music and it's on the radio and it's on you know it's playing at Target when you go shopping and so like a kid gets a chance to listen to that and be like okay I'm not alone and I think that's a really really beautiful thing and I think if people can you know artists even if they're not like super super activists if they can realize that their audience has emotional needs yeah and might like to hear some of the things that they've gone through hmm. you know um that's really cool and and that those are the rewarding times that I've had like after shows when people come up to me and say like hey I was raped and it's really cool that you're talking about this and or uh, singing along to your song is the first time i've been able to say i was raped out loud because yeah. i got to do that here in a safe place and yeah. yell it with you you know like and i d- i don't know i d- i just think it's like well yeah not not we we're talking about music and everyone being happy like not everyone is happy all the time there's a lot of shit going on so we have to address it all
0: but it changes the frame too i i mean like i w- what you're speaking to it gives you a frame in which you can find catharsis with other people as opposed to without. I mean, um, as someone who has dealt with sexual assault in his life and had a lot of people be sexually assaulted in various ways, getting to participate in that song tonight, I didn't know anyone else at the show and we all screamed that together. And it, it, what's remarkable is it doesn't even matter what we've experienced that led us to that moment, but we all held each other as we were doing it. And I think, like, that speaks to your point volumelessly, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. They're just, they're just like... Is that
1: a word? I don't know. It
0: probably isn't. That's the okay. whiskey hitting me Woo. too. And I know I know that we need to get wrapped up because we have a supposed hard out at uh, at midnight, which we've hit.
1: Yeah, we got
0: to go. We got to go. But what we got to quickly do too is reveal the rules. Now, almost none of mine came up. Yeah. I thought I was going to... So the only one that did, uh, as, as I've figured out from... Interviews. Shauna is way more well read than I am, so I figured anytime you <laughs> mentioned an author or institution I didn't know, hence why I tried to dig in on the Tegan and Sarah thing, you'd have to take a drink. Your response was the perfect clapback, so unbelievably well That's done. That's really funny. Um, anytime you mentioned a city that you guys had toured in, and okay. anytime you described a news item with anger,
1: which really didn't. <laughs>
0: Really didn't happen. I mean, we didn't really. It's
1: the end of the night. I'm a little tired. I'm <laughs> having a drink. I'm trying to be chill. Yeah, but, but those those were my three. So that's really funny. So I I, more I than caught three. one of mine. Yeah, what were your other ones? Anything related to hip hop or hip hop artists? Great. Yep. Cat or his partner in quotes, <laughs> which is like kind of sassy to write it with quotes. Um, Trump, Trump, or the president or the administration, and you said Mitch McConnell.
0: I did. Yeah, it was only Mitch.
1: Yeah, the city of Chicago.
0: Yep, which was all pre-show. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right, yeah.
1: Um, I just—I didn't know what this list was for until the show started. <laughs> so, so I missed a couple maybe. Any program, movie, or series on Netflix, which is why I really wanted to know where that show Cloak & Dagger was Absolutely. being shown. Absolutely. That
0: was well played.
1: And then something triggers someone else's rule or makes them drink more than once within one minute.
0: Now, so if it had come out, if like you had said two institutions I didn't know within a minute, Suddenly yeah. I had to admit, yeah. Then you would have had a drink
1: because you were like, bam, bam.
0: Because I was rolling. Yeah. That's those are well done.
1: Yeah, Excellent. I like it. <laughs>
0: Excellently done. Well, listen, we've reached the end. Uh, Shawna, you get to plug anything that you would like <gasps> at too? all, anything.
1: Yay! Can be anything I at all. Plug whiskey in general, and then I also <laughs> want to plug my new book that I just wrote. It's a pocket-sized guidebook. It literally fits in the back of your jean pockets. I promise, because it fits in mine. It's called Making Spaces Safer. Yeah. It's out on AK Press. It's a very short, actionable book um, that gives you tips on exactly what you can do in any venue, any space, to make it safer for other folks. <laughs> look at this booty dancing going on! Guys, outside we literally the have window. people twerking outside the window right now. It's and it's amazing. the band war on it's women. It's the band war on women. Of the band. They look good,
0: guys. Punk bands know how to twerk. That's what I'm learning in this moment. Yeah. this is.
1: You're beautiful. They're Gorgeous. So. I I don't think I can say anything better than that. I'll, I'll um, say
0: it's available on ebook too. I, it, it's on my phone. My phone fits in my pocket. It's a nice. great great book. Nice. Do please download it. Um, the only thing I can plug right now, if you live on Shelter Island, I'm gonna be doing Romeo and Juliet out there in July. And my improv group, Ten Months Theater Company, is doing Jaws entirely from memory on July twenty sixth. Love it. Yeah, we literally try to recreate a movie and fail miserably. <laughs> That's our game. I want to thank Shauna for being here so, so much and and just speaking so bravely on so many stuff. I want to thank Kev for producing us here at the studio in New Haven. It's amazing. I
1: want to thank his suspenders. I want to thank his suspenders.
0: I'm going to get a photo of the suspenders for the Instagram with Kev's blessing, if that's cool. Um, Guys, thank you for riding the rails with us. We will see you sometime within the next week or two. We're doing the Can't Miss of 2018 with Pete McGilligate Mm. and Claire Gresham, and we probably got episodes coming up with some cast members of For the People on ABC Get stoked for that. We out. Thanks for being here.
2: I'll drink to that.
0: I'll drink to that. Cheers. Cheers.